0: I'm a snack. Apparently. Bread? Gentlemen, um... When... When you think of BuzzFeed, when were you first acquainted with its existence?
1: When I realized that mental degradation had a visual representation to it. Is is there a year to that? Um, I want to say 2016, because when you enter the collegiate level and realizing that sitting in the back of the class has its perks... You find yourself stumbling upon websites that you never knew that you would. And given that there's free internet access and a professor that doesn't want to be there except, ex- except, except being EXCEPT, except his tenureship and doesn't care about what he or she is teaching, you realize that you have a lot of downtime. So TLDR, probably in the back of one of my classes. Ryan?
2: Uh,. Maybe 2014, uh, where I couldn't tell you. I'll put it to you this way. 2013 and 14 were like my peak years of just learning anything about the Internet, as weird okay. and as late as that sounds. I mean, nice. that was around the time period I got onto Twitter and Facebook for the first time.
0: I mean, I didn't so. get a phone till I turned 18, so I was also very late to the game, too. I think I either learned about... I was close about... to that. I learned about Buzzfeed. I think it would have been probably freshman year of college, but like similar to what Sebastian said, it's like when you become really acquainted with the internet is is college. So, and what I, think, I said, yeah, yes, but I think Sebastian said it first. So, I think <laughs> that um, I think for me it was like I knew about what Buzzfeed was. I like knew it existed in 2013 and 2014, but I didn't like pay attention to it until probably 2015 is when I actually, I uh, got familiarized with what this whole thing was about. And then fast forward later to them trying to get into news with the whole golden showers thing, um, which I studied I, in one of my classes.
1: I definitely knew its association with just bottom of the barrel, knuckle dragging journalism, appealing to the lowest common denominator in pop culture referencing. Like, the the stigma surrounding Buzzfeed is really what one's criticisms of the website is. Because uh-huh. what is BuzzFeed other than your standard Jezebel esque website? And I'm referencing another website to pretty much categorize the same basic degree of online journalism. You get it. Okay. Right, yeah. It's it's quiz like, I guess humorous. And I guess politically leaning more left as what I've seen, but I could be dead wrong because I'm not a one, I'm not a proprietor of the site at all, but I'm also not an active user of it. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm going off of base general assumptions and straw man conclusions and a dash of humor. So I was, I mean,
0: my next question was what are your opinions of the site and have they changed over time? Uh, You've, Answered that already. Yeah. Now Mancini, <laughs> you have the floor.
2: Well, I think I i echo some of Sebastian's points. However, I will point out that I and I'm trying to remember. I'd have to check actually through my camera roll to get the exact year. I, I would assume 2017 was when, for the first time, I was ever actually exposed to BuzzFeed's potential. And when I mean potential, I mean what they were already doing and. I guess, continue to do, which is, despite the fact that they are forever stereotyped as a listicle website where you can find out which Sith Lord you are, um, or whatever, like their reporting, their actual like hard news department, for lack of a better term, is pretty remarkable, and I think, I mean, outside of a few layoffs here and there, and you know, I think at this point, they may have a union as well. They've, they've proven themselves to be a very, very necessary news website. It's just the fact that people know them for their listicles that I find a little bit upsetting and I find a little bit jarring from the standpoint of their setting a trend within the news industry that is going to be here for a very long time and it's going to influence a lot of other news outlets to copy that model, but at the same time, that doesn't mean they should ever shy away from actual reporting that wins awards, gets attention, and the reason why I bring up 2017 to wrap this up is because I was at a uh, Society for Professional Journalists ceremony in downtown L.A., and there were a bunch of BuzzFeed reporters that got awards that night. And I'm like, but it's BuzzFeed. what? what how, how? And then it was after that night that I basically realized, wait a minute, BuzzFeed is more than just what Disney princess are you? Or, you know, what bread are you? It's like, no, they actually have a department that does some outstanding reporting that just doesn't get recognized enough because... It's not big league as a former president would call it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, me discovering BuzzFeed when I did, I thought it was just like you the listicle website, the fun quiz website, the just nonsensical, whatever, whatever just fun thing to do to pass the time while you're sitting in the back of a college class or not paying attention to the professor. And then they started actually having news, which initially was like, okay. You're trying to be more serious now. Then you came out with the the golden showers Trump hole debacle, which they honestly, I don't think they were ever able to actually prove any of their claims, according to what I remember from discussing this in my journalistic ethics class. They could not actually prove what they were saying about the president. It just came off as a very ineffective smear tactic from the crazy liberals at BuzzFeed, which I think probably contributed to him winning because the fact that they weren't able to prove this made him look better in spite of the jokes we all made about him like getting like him getting peed on you end up
1: having you end up having a website archive very similar to the very realistic scenario of standing in line at a supermarket and glancing over at the inquirer a mag a tabloid magazine that you know is full of bullshit and short of individuals getting paid on their ability to photoshop certain things you don't read it because it's true you read it because it's a tabloid and you read it because it's entertaining to 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 gawk at others um you know misfortunes and dramas in life you know most of which are even are false to begin with right the, li- the listicles thing is something that I think a lot of people associate directly with BuzzFeed, aside from the, uh, the the choogy word placements of some of their titles. And really, if I had to harken back to one article, it would be on our previous episode where we discussed the adult McDonald's Happy Meals, where a good 80 to 90% was simply about the toy that came with the Happy Meal, other than... The actual food that you're getting. And it's one of those things that really kind of solidifies the argument of individuals being incessant and children only wanting consumer outlets to to, to enjoy, you know, in food that Mm -hmm. isn't good for you to begin with. And enacting these, you know, lifestyle behaviors that people are going to make fun of because... It's a bad decision that you're making. It's a bad decision to not grow up. It's a bad decision to not eat well. And in turn, if you're going to be listening to the news or reading the news in any degree in to any degree to taking BuzzFeed at face value as a place to get your information. You know what I mean? So I think people, especially on the right that make fun of it, that sort of lump the BuzzFeed leftist. Or eating habit or, or uh, you know financial habits consumeristic kind of thing they lump it all into one I, I get why they do that and I also get that maybe it's more of a lampoon than others Um, and I personally find it funny because you know as we've seen through the many soy jacks that exist on the internet I think that there is some sort of truth behind the stereotype but um i don't look at it as anything more than just a funny picture on the internet which ironically what buzzfeed has basically devolved into you know funny pictures yeah. on the internet and listicles that determine your personality based off of fucking images i can pull off of getty so yeah.
2: well and and to my point that's where you have to make the distinguishment between uh buzzfeed and then buzzfeed news
1: Right, which Just a lot of people don't editorial because...
2: inconsistency. Right. Right.
1: Right. Which a lot of people don't do because they automatically think of BuzzFeed and they look at that as a buzzword in and of itself of uh stupid facets of online journalism that shouldn't exist because it's not written well or it's from an immensely leftist bias, which I don't really know. It's what's not leftist so... though. Right. I, I have well, to I, interrupt no, 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 when no, you no, say that. No, no, no I know that. There's nothing socialist that.
2: about BuzzFeed exactly i know that i
1: know that the general populace that associate buzzfeed with politics it's not right-leaning that is right, what i'm it, anticipating others to think about but i don't think the, yeah. i don't
2: think the public is looking at it thinking it's leftist because i don't even think the public knows what leftist politics are but that's right that's a whole other liberal that's the whole, liberal is what you're exactly trying to say, right yeah liberal yeah. yeah
1: it's the reactionist connection of hey this website is stupid and something I don't like and appeals to dumb millennials. Well, it must be liberal by default. And ex- exactly your point, Ryan, that isn't the case because people don't know how to fucking separate Buzzfeed and Buzzfeed news where also Buzzfeed video was its own separate entity. Oh, true. Buzzfeed, oh, I...
0: I, I took a tour of Buzzfeed video Enough back when it was Enough with the umbrellas. Yeah. Cause well, they, they had, they had some videos. They, they had like Zay Frank, who does the, um the true facts videos of animals. Hmm. Like he, was a, I don't know if he's still the head of BuzzFeed video, but he at one point was the head of BuzzFeed video. And then they started with his ideas. They have a whole, they have, I don't know if they still have it, but they had a whole studio lot in LA where they had sound stages, they had everything they were planning on doing, scripted series. Um, They had a, a lot planned. And I, I, based on the fallout, I guess that happened with BuzzFeed and people not trusting it as much and not really banking on it as a, an entity besides like the try guys. I think the try guys are probably some of the more successful guys to come out of that area. Um, and I, I saw one, I went to one of their tapings with Dante Bosco at when I was there, um, which was totally unplanned. But I think that Buzzfeed amplifies and started a, a whole kind of industry of the early 2000s internet. Like they were the blueprint for everything that really happened in the internet in the early 2000s, I would say. Now, why are we talking about BuzzFeed not for our health of course, um, but in this uh in this Mars on Life mini series quizzy Board and hadn't asked, we are looking at the formative quizzes of the internet. And
1: a, yeah. You want to talk about somewhere, you want to talk about somewhere where you want to get your information from regular ass BuzzFeed red quizzes. No need to worry. Wait, I didn't even introduce it yet, god damn you.
0: <laughs> now back to the me. Back to me. Um, I think the quiz that really put BuzzFeed on the map, that at least put them in my radar, the quiz that everybody knows is the infamous BuzzFeed quiz, is from May 28, 2015, by Matthew Guyver. Which type of bread are you? No need, with a K, to worry. This is the quiz that everyone on the internet, I think, knows BuzzFeed for and was introduced to BuzzFeed from. Just this insipid, dry, random-ass quiz that lets you know what kind of
1: bread you are. Drew isn't here, but to borrow a line from him, ah, uh, yes, the lucrative online journalism department. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Well, honestly, and just... like, <sighs>
0: imagine having put together this quiz that was honestly by any metric was an insanely successful quiz. Like like this put BuzzFeed on the map, really, I think. This was like anything anyone on college campuses would talk about for a very long time on the internet. It's like, hey, have you taken the BuzzFeed bread quiz? Like imagine coming up with this idea and then it just, it's a hit. So this, so BuzzFeed just goes down the rabbit hole.
1: But imagine, imagine doing this, seeing the success of the, of this, you know, People taking this quiz and having it be a conversation point and realizing that, oh, my God, all I have to do is basically copy paste a set of personality values and give it different names, i.e. Star Wars, Disney Princess, which fucking Thanksgiving food am I, which season best dictates who I am and realizing that. I think the the big thing with BuzzFeed is that it's innately lazy in its execution in but regards to early 2010's determining internet. Oh yeah, no. Well, early that two... was the early 2010s internet. Early 2010s internet, aside from message boards and YouTube, that was actually good because it didn't have ad revenue and expectations of HD was establishing an identity. I understand that. That's why people, anyone who was anyone, had a MySpace page, but. 2015? Really? Like I couldn't imagine people sharing this on Facebook because They did. Oh god, then they I did. must have been really late to the party. They absolutely did. Mm.
2: You want to talk late to the party. This is honestly maybe outside of obviously Matt mentioning it in recent weeks. I never knew about this quiz. Years Neither ago. did
1: I. I never took it because I oh, wasn't okay. on Facebook oh. that early. Yeah. So that's where I learned about this from people
0: posting it on Facebook because that's back when Facebook was still kind of the the leader of the social media game. Like Instagram was, was gaining. It still hadn't been bought by Meta yet, I don't think, or Facebook. Mm, right. So it, they were still like – there was still this war of the social media that was happening. Twitter, I think, was relatively newer. Um, it was still building, um, obviously, pre-Elon – um, MySpace had been killed by Facebook, so I think this this was kind of yak yeah, was, was still... on the horizon. Yak oh, Yak yeah, was coming.
2: What a time that was! Oh my god! <laughs> there but was... no,
0: Facebook was still the leader of the game. So this is where a lot of people would share mm-hmm. these links to websites. They would share news without the fear of of fake news or whatever. And like this is how people would kind of interact on the online space. And what what do they do? They share these quizzes cuz they think it's fun to see what kind of bread their friend is.
1: That's how uh-huh. we were using the internet the, the, in 2015. The age the age of the the internet when it was actually innocent. But
0: That's what we were doing in 2015. I I, w- really I was took it for I was streaming Breaking Bad or anime and I was taking bread quizzes. That's what I was doing. What's well, anime? Anyway, so, which type of bread are you? First question, which 90s sitcom duo are you? and your best, yeah, words. Which 90s sitcom are you and your best friend most
1: similar to? Well, I, I don't know my to? answer, but I know Mancini's.
2: Yeah, I'm looking on here, and I, I had to look because I was like, if it's not here, I'm going to riot.
0: Anyone and who's known listened to any episode of Mars on Life knows what sitcom he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's
2: on here! So...
0: I am okay. probably going to go with from the little I've seen of A Fresh Prince of Bel-Air...
1: You too. I think, I think that's that's what I'm picking. I, I was gonna go with sister sister, but at this at the same time, like eh, you know, it's it's not obscure, definitely not of a show, but it's probably something that nobody would have considered. Okay, what, next question. Go I, ahead, I,
2: very quickly. What what would you guys say would be my second choice other than George and Jerry? Denying that. You already no. know me too well, Matt. Goddamn. <laughs> really? I was, I was expecting it to be
1: Full House. Or wait, is that Full House? Yeah, you got Probably DJ then. and yeah. DJ Gibbler, and, Gibler, um, and then, Gibler, then you got yeah.
2: uh, Eddie Winslow and uh, Steve Urkel. I loved Family Matters as a kid. Oh, so man. that Although, I don't know who that makes me in that equation. So let, let's just go to the next, uh, <laughs> question, next question two.
0: What type of flour do you use most often? And I have nine choices. All-purpose flour, whole wheat flour, bread flour, coconut flour, corn flour, cake flour, self-rising flour. I regularly use multiple flours. There are different types of flour?
1: You ask on your soapbox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've used um, all-purpose flour generally in my life. I didn't know coconut flour existed, but okay. hmm
1: yeah, if you pick anything other than all purpose, I'm going to assume that you enjoy a life of luxury and automatically hate you for wanting the final, the finer things in or, life, for or the most innocuous baker, of things,
0: or that they work in a bakery. It's it, it accomplishes the
1: same thing. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a it's a molding agent. Like it's like what? No, I understand that there's different uses. Even though I'm not a baker, <laughs> when you're thirsty, how do you quench your thirst? water, coffee, milk, tea, juice, wine, beer, a milkshake or with my own sal-
2: What's that Wayne Brothers line? I put my foot so far up your ass the sweat on my knee will or no. Wait.
1: I I don't know honestly. What? Um I'm going to go with the standalone boring answer of I typically drink water but I do like juice. I do enjoy so, a good milkshake every now and then, especially if I'm at a Jackrabbit Slim's and it's I mean, $5. Are, are we doing it with, what do you normally, <laughs> are
0: we answering this question? What do you normally do or what do when you're you- thir- Yeah, when you're thirsty, do you, how do you-
1: prefer you- to do? Preferably, it, I would go with a milkshake, but I know it's going to be water because I don't, I'm surprised soda isn't on this list. So so we're doing with like the actual, in actuality, what
0: will you most often do as opposed to, what would you like to- Right, to okay, do, then I'll- okay yeah so then again with me it's water because it's most accessible mm. and helps. yeah that's
1: fair'll I'll do water as well mm. although yeah, a milkshake so from time to time I w- is good
0: I would pick juice otherwise but let's go with water
1: pick a, pick pizza. a
0: pizza it looks like a Blanco pizza I uh uh pepperoni, a pepperoni margarita uh, marga, Margarita, it margarita. Like it's sauce-y. Margarita <laughs> I call Mama it Margarita mia. that's what I've heard uh that looks like a
1: Supreme Pizza or Combo Pizza? Oh, no, 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 no. That's what not a Supreme that? Pizza. There's no box logo on it. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Um, what? That one is a... Is that a cheeseburger pizza? Because it's, it's got like the red a, onions? It's like a broccoli pizza. Okay, the, interesting. The, well, There's, yeah, there's the...
2: one with broccoli and onions, and I, I'm offended with that's broccoli. That's olives.
1: No, no, no. Those are... Wait, which one are you the... looking at? The bottom middle? No, mm-hmm. right middle, that's olives, but there's also definitely clear broccoli stalks on there Yeah, that. broccoli yeah. and...
0: Broccoli and olives. Someone which said is, onions. Oh, did I, I said onions? onions. Sorry.
1: Yeah.
2: Olives. Um, there's
0: a Hawaiian pizza. There's a veggie pizza, and then there's look. What is that? It's like
1: barbecue. That chicken. is like. That's like, like a tell. meat lovers. Yeah, it's like barbecue it, and chicken. It, it's um, it's
2: whatever came off of Pizza the Hut and Spaceballs. I I that <laughs> one is that they have like a deliberately pixelated picture that I'm um, displeased with.
1: Definitely going with my fan favorite, which is just cheese. Honestly. Toppings, okay. I can take them or leave them. I'm a Hawaiian guy, so... Mm-hmm.
2: I, I'm a Hawaiian guy, too, but that margarita one has my taste buds aflutter.
1: Which hand emoji best describes your abilities in the
2: kitchen?
1: Uh, I really want to go with this so there's one. There's the thumbs this up. Mia. You there's where
2: like, yeah, well, They don't even... Ha- d- they yeah. well, this let's let's was before let's let's they had run, this emoji. Mamma
1: Mia.
0: There's... Hand, Thumbs up, Spock live long and prosper. Thumbs down the uh, the okay sign, the waving sign peace, the flexing arm, prayer hands, and finger like pointing upwards
1: like number one. I kind of have to go with the hand waving because it's an action that I do most frequently when I make a pizza because when I stick it in the oven and I don't have any concept of time because I forgotten when I put it in the oven, I often wave my hand. <laughs> to see if it's hot to see if the oven's turned on so okay I feel like I might be going in the uh probably like the
0: peace sign that's like yeah I'm passable like I can mm-hmm. I can make some good stuff it's just like I don't I'm not the most practiced I'm like a, a decent cook I can make food yeah so
1: what type of oil like, do you prefer is the next question
0: olive oil butter canola oil ghee shortening, shortening. Cordon, Grapeseed oil, coconut oil, or something else. So you
1: you know what shortening is, right? Of of course, anyone who's anyone knows what shortening is. It's basically oil that's congealed, and it is absolutely 100% disgusting. And I say that because people eat this shit raw. They will literally take what? a spoon and a can of Crisco. I shit you not. These are people who have voting pe- voting responsibilities, okay? For the love of God, do not pick shortening. I know because <laughs> I've worked with shortening in my very, very extended stint in customer service and in production quality. And I know what it means when baked goods are made, let's just say, because that is what you are using on a... uh manufacturing level when you're producing a lot of product. Typically, I will use vegetable oil and it's not on here. Um, I'm guessing olive or canola or canola would probably be the second and third because I know grapeseed oil is like I hear a lot of bad things about it. And ye, I have no idea what that is. It's a kind of butter. I think it's, a it's clarified butter.
2: It's really good. I, I almost would go with that. But once again, I have a prop. I'm going to have to go with olive oil on this one. All
1: right, you know what? I'm gonna choose something else because if we're to assume that like vegetable oil falls under that category, yeah, that's where I go typically.
0: Who's your favorite cooking show host? There's oh, Ina Garten. There's only I one. Theory. There's only one answer. I don't know who the third one is. I I know I've seen her around. Fourth one I don't know. One, I don't know. Fifth one is em- Emerald. Um, I don't know who the sixth one is. Seventh, I think. I think... She's the. I think she's the Indian chef who who's always on. Um, Chopped. Mm-mm. Bobby, is that not her? That's not. That's not Padma Lakshmi. No. Oh, is that Bobby Flay at the bottom? It's Bobby Flay and then Giada. See, I mean,
2: I have, I have, I have a bit of a secret. This is a little secret that I don't think has ever been brought up on this show before. I have this grudge against Bobby Flay years ago on the original Iron Chef. I want to kiss it! when he was, like, slowly rising up as one of the big chefs of the United States, it was kind of like, okay, Mr. Big Shot, you want to really prove yourself, come to Japan, come be on Iron Chef, see if you can beat one of our Iron Chefs. And he beat their best Iron Chef. So since then, and he's had multiple, uh, like, follow-up, fights with this guy with um the other chef being matsuharu morimoto who is worldwide famous and you know has his own restaurants across the globe but ever since he beat morimoto who's always been my favorite iron chef i have always thought fuck bobby flay (laughs) um yeah no I, i look at this and i mean i think you got one of the duff sisters debbie mazar who i think was in a batman movie I mean, Seb, there's you said only, that there's only one answer. It's the first here. Only one. The first
1: one to the there's top. Only I think that's one, sunny Leone, I think. There's only one answer, and if you're not on the road to Flavortown by now, you'll never get where you're going. So Guy is he, legitimately a good host. Like he, he is legitimately right. A and fun at the end of the watch. day, at the end of the day, if you're going to be experiencing food through anyone, the host is what makes all the difference. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm I'm surprised uh, that guy from Man vs. Food isn't on here, even though I he's not a him. chef. So, Adam Richman, he, uh, no, his, I hated that show. I don't mind I him. Hate, uh, yeah, his replacement it's show. though, Matt, is awful.
0: He's worse. I
2: I, yeah. I warn you, Matt. I would recommend watching his replacement. The only oh, problem I've seen him. is,
0: I've seen the the replacement. He's worse. And who I does he remind
2: him. you of visually?
0: Oh, I I know he he um uh is apparently a lack of suitable replacement hosts to just eat. Like I hate that show just because it's it's it boils down to seeing Adam Richman or New Perry sit down at a table and like breathily go (laughs) It's so hard to eat. See this is difficult to eat.
2: (laughs) See, I know it's like it's 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 like
0: like, you're
1: doing a challenge, like it's supposed to be easy. But
0: still, it's like it's like it it for me it represents everything wrong with America. You're glorifying some rich fat ass who sits there and stuffs his face for no other point except for the glory of stuffing his face meanwhile there's a huge problem in america and across the world of people who don't have enough to eat and if you took one of those people sat them and had them watch that what would they think of us what yeah,
1: would they think be of fair, American society to, to be fair this? though they do understand the longevity of the show because they realize that those hosts who spend all of their time eating eventually are going to come with the realization of oh my god if i keep eating i'm going to get diabetes i'm going to get sick i am going to adam richmond left exactly and that is when you really that you know he read the room saw what was happening to his body and realized wow it was fun time to go and i I cannot stand the show i think i can't stand the premise but i i respect him for walking away oh yeah like i i hated him as a host I don't
0: really care about him as a food writer, but the ability, but the fact that he was able, like, as you said, it was able to look at himself and say, I am going to die if I keep going this route and step away from that money and that show and that acclaim. Okay, you have my respect for that, not for the Mm -hmm. show. Not for anything else you've done, but the ability to have that self-awareness. I just, I can I can give you props for that.
1: It was an easy premise too to market because what person doesn't like, you know, conflict is innate in any sense of good entertainment. And if you're faced with a monstro pizza that is five times, you know, the size of your average high rise and weighs more than your typical newborn, you know, when they're when they're birthed, it's just like, okay. I think you may have bit off a little bit more than you can chew in regards to a premise. That doesn't mean that it doesn't make for great entertainment because if it's timed, especially, oh my god, there's like 30 minutes to eat this elephant rack of ribs, and I, you've only eaten two. And you've only eaten two, like, <laughs> and and I'll, then for what you know, a name on the wall, like a T-shirt, yeah, a nice oh, little god. plastic trophy,
2: yeah. All I'll say before we move on to the next one is, I. Uh... And this, again, ties back with what I had to say about Bobby Flay. He inaugurated sort of the 2000s era of celebrity chefs. Given my love for Iron Chef, which is so 90s and so such a perfect thing that I, I dare everyone to go out and try and find those old episodes, because, my God, watching Chairman Kaga take a bite out of that bell pepper at the start of every episode, oh, that crunch. That's that's gonna stay with me till the day I die. But around that same time period, I was introduced to another great celebrity chef of the '90s, who's my number one pick out of these options because Morimoto's not on there. It's the man who's gonna put some bam into this quiz, and that's Emeril Lagasse. Anyway, I'll I'll read off the the next one about uh, pick an herb, or herb, poor sap. So you got basil, cilantro, mint, chives. Dill, sage, oregano, marijuana, or rosemary. Uh really? Saffron isn't on here to make it a little bit more ritzy.
1: Wow, I was expecting <laughs> them to garlic have like an herb. Or what does garlic count as? Garlic is a um,
2: it's not an I... herb. Well, it's but... not on this list I'm either. Gonna look so, it up.
0: what kind of ingredient is garlic? Well, I mean, I'm. What... It's a spice. It's considered it's spice. a spice.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, which baking term best describes your personality? See, I love I this pick, one. Wait, I need to pick my herb first. Oh my god, pick pick, pick marijuana because it fucking it's the most backass thing on this list. One of these things is not like the other. No, I have to be accurate for my result. Well, I'm picking I'm oregano probably, because I use I, rosemary decently enough.
0: I think okay. Although, Rosemary, um, like a
2: rosemary, parm on my bread, it's delicious. You put you put rosemary. too
1: much cilantro on anything; it's pretty much inedible. Mint, oh, I, I hate have to c- cilantro you put on. any
2: cilantro on anything, and it's inedible.
1: <laughs> Mint, I have to respect its I don't like it. tenacity and resiliency. You you want to play a prank on someone? Plant that in someone's yard and watch it take over everything. <laughs> yep. You will fuck the eco ecosystem. Is it ecosystem? No. Well, you'll fuck that garden up basically because once you plant mint you may as well just move um (laughs) it wasn't meant to be it it was only meant
0: to be a a small prank I can't
1: (laughs) which baking term best describes your personality with one of them being punched down and cut in which I love that ascorbic
0: preheated cream on stick cream de-germinated Cut in unleavened, punch down and egg wash. I gotta pick punch down. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> what is it? I don't even understand how these apply to a lot of pers- Well, because I mean, when, when you I when you get, need germinated, I can get kneading dough when you punch it down. I get that preheated. I think I understand ascorbic. What the hell? Nonstick. Um, I can see. I can under kind of understand where that would go.
1: Ascorbic meaning. Okay, I just was redirected to vitamin C, which that's the acid that it is. I'm looking for a natural water soluble vitamin, vitamin C, ascorbic acid is a potent reducing and antioxidant agent that functions in fighting bacterial infections. So basically you're healthy. Healthy-ish. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna go uh, with unleavened. I haven't I, the cream does not happen to me while I don't feel particularly punched down. I'm too close to my cholesterol to be really egg washed. Um, I'm not very <laughs> nonstick. I'm a little heated, but not too preheated. I've, I've calmed. I've I've lessened the temperature of that oven fairly recently. I'm going to go with unleavened because I don't feel like my time has come yet.
1: Pick a city in the U.S. to visit. And we have multiple locations. Um, That's, I see New York. I don't know what this is. The second one, Miami. I see Washington, D.C. No, no. The second one has to be like, uh, oh, God, what is that? Second one looks like Honolulu. Honestly, Miami oh, okay. looks like middle, middle left. And yeah. that's just because True. I see palm
2: trees and that's, palm trees. that's the only so thing it's, I So And Honolulu's got Diamond Head York. in the background, so that, that has to yeah. be. Okay, Honolulu. New York,
0: Honolulu, San Francisco, we're saying mm-hmm.
2: Miami.
1: I, what's what's that one in the middle? I don't know. Ohio?
0: Don't know. Eh, it's something in the <laughs> no. middle. Uh, Washington, D.C. D.C. That's that's, that's that's Westwood. That's Los
2: Angeles. That has to be Los Angeles. No, that that statue oh, has to be. Oh, there's palm in... trees, so it could be.
0: That's got to be Los Angeles. That's Westwood. I yeah. know those buildings. I know those buildings. It's somewhere in L.A. It's
1: this one to has to be like, uh, I don't know. I probably would see this in Virginia or something. Mm-hmm. And, and the then last the one? last one I'm going to assume is a, well, it's by the
2: ocean. It looks, it looks like Chicago. I could. Uh, well, it could be. Mm, I don't know. I don't see ocean though, but. Did, no, the ocean is that blue, that blue uh, horizon.
1: I thought that was just like horizon.
2: I would yeah, assume I that that's too.
1: actually New York, but.
2: It's, it doesn't look like new york i mean it yeah there's no traffic look the, it looks like there's bridges and uh, it doesn't look like the i'm picking honolulu
1: maybe san francisco san francisco is top right no it's top no it's that's top right yeah what am i saying um na i don't know Not right. a i'm picking honolulu i'm picking virginia because cool statue i don't know
2: i'll, I'll just go with new york because that's the one i'm closest to although boston could be one of these i just don't know
1: pick Uh, a baked food now all of these look delicious except middle right because god i hate pistachio i like pistachio i say you know you know what
2: those those pistachios are on what is that as the wise italian one said is that a cannoli leave the gun take the cannoli
0: ah so we have, what is that? The first one is like an arugula, I think, I want to say. Every
1: one of these desserts is, it's it's like delicate in its photography, except top right, which is just one standalone donut.
0: donut. Like. It looks like it's like an arugula. It looks like just some kind of like donut cream pie thing. Then there's just powdered pink yeah. donut monstrosity. Um, there's a red velvet cake, it looks like. A cream puff, cannoli.
2: Arugula looks like is a plant.
0: Arugula. Arugula.
1: we have a, a it's re- a basket of rugelach we have multiple cinnamon rolls and then just one cinnamon roll i think that is that one is that a more like a bear claw or like a, a danish is that, uh, those so danishes the last one is like a uh it's like a oh god what do they call it monkey bread no 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 it's not monkey bread it's it's really big in spain where it's like a big pastry and you sort of not pull it apart, but it's like, it's really tall. It's like a cake, but it doesn't have frosting. It's like, uh... Not pan de chocolat. I don't... You know what? I don't know. Again, uh, N.A. Marble rye? Marble marble rye, actually. That's probably the best guess.
2: Although, hang on, which one are we looking at that looks uh, like...
1: Bottom right. So the last one.
2: Um... I... I'm it's picking like the marble I'm pick- something I don't know if I That's just it it's already pulled apart so yeah. it, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's marble rye it's marble something
1: I'm picking the croissant I'm going to go with the cannolis same cuz they look delicious Okay, what are my results?
2: Oh Ooh. my god.
1: Uh, Who wants to go first?
2: It's like poetry it rhymes for me.
1: Sliced wheat. <laughs> what about you? You're health conscious? but convenient. You've got a delicious flavor, and... Okay, I do not need BuzzFeed telling me I've got a delicious flavor. That's not what I expected to read. (laughs) And are a staple when it comes to sandwiches. Rather boring, but honestly, as someone who's kind of given up... I've boycotted white bread for the better half of 10 years because I just think wheat tastes better. I can't really think of a better choice than this. So boring, but expected.
2: There's okay. some good meatball sandwiches here that use white bread, I gotta tell you, I, I would norm- normally not endorse white uh white bread, but oh my god. Oh. oh, Wanna go next, Matt? Or shall yeah, I
0: I'll go next. I'll go next. <clears throat> Hawaiian roll. Oh my You're god. You're kinda sweet and totally fruity. I didn't need to <laughs>
2: I did not need BuzzFeed leave it, to
1: tell me I'm totally fruity. Leave it leave it to BuzzFeed to just indict a whole personality on you that you didn't have to begin with. <laughs> like, Oh, boy. All right. Hawaiian roll. You're
0: kind of sweet and totally fruity. Dinner is where you get most of your attention, but you also make for a great anytime snack. I'm a snack. Apparently. Dinner is where I get most of my attention. Is that saying that's because I go on a
1: lot of dinner dates or how am I analyzing this? Well, dinner date, yes, but you're a snack, which means that at worst you're someone's uh you're know. someone you're someone's choice over an occupant time slot. So don't know how that makes you feel, but <laughs> at least you're well, not boring ass
2: wheat bread.
0: I'm kinda sweet, so that's all that matters mancini which kind of bread are you
2: so i should have seen it i should have seen it coming um soft pretzels oh, oh you got the best one yeah. <laughs> hey there was
0: cinnamon raisin i think is an option is another one mm,
2: so you're a bit twisted and are super salty some people like you when you're frozen but you know you're at your best when you're fresh out of the oven
1: i hate I hate quizzes that like may have to make it like <laughs> chewy and cute when it comes to their descriptions. Cause you could have just said, Hey, your wheat bread, make of that what you will, you know, like they have to throw in like, See, Oh, Hey man, you a kind of fruity. You know, I I, gotta thought, be a payoff
2: I, I, I'm thinking to myself, they could have just ended it with the gif of George Costanza, very frustratingly saying these pretzels are making me thirsty, which again, I picked picked Jerry and George at the beginning. Okay, yeah, pretzels, they're a big part of Seinfeld.
1: Do y'all agree with your results? I do. Um, I I will say that there's only so many ways you can screw (laughs) up a personality quiz, and even though this is probably one of millions with a a coat of paint on it, with a different coat of paint on it... I think what I would have preferred is if they would have just told me what I was and no explanation further. And it's not that I don't appreciate the, 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 God, the 20 minutes it must have taken to write these little quips at the end of, at the end of these quizzes. But what I am saying is I would have preferred it to have it be open ended where it's like, I'm a pretzel. Why? You know what I mean? Like and have you leaving? And uh, that's not um, the
0: Buzzfeed style. You have to explain it to everybody so that there's no nuance
1: left. No, I want. Yeah, I want there to be nuances. I don't want to know what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. I don't want answers. (laughs) I want to be kept in the dark. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't know if Hawaiian rule fits me. Do you think Hawaiian roll fits me? I don't know. If I it mean, fits you are me. you are part Filipino, which if you want to talk Pacific Islander, then okay, I guess. Okay, but fine. At the same time, like I do
0: think I am kind of sweet. I do typically get a lot of my attention at dinner. Um, am I a great anytime snack? I don't know. I don't know if I'm kind of fruity. Is that because I eat a lot of fruit, or is that saying something else about me?
1: Hmm. I think what this did was it probably like phoned us into personality traits that like maybe we didn't know that we had, but at the same time, in in making this so minimal and innocuous, like, oh my God, bread, what's bread gonna do? Um they they simplified it into cutesy terms where it's like, oh my God, I'm just a boring piece of wheat that can be applied to anywhere and anything. And there's nothing really special about me. And I'm having a crisis, so I think we should end the episode. Bye. Also, before we officially end, like this is not the only
0: bread quiz out there. This is just no, the I'm most kidding. popular. This is probably the first one. If you type in what kind of bread are you on Google, first result obviously is BuzzFeed because it's popular. Then you fail. You, Beano, Quizzyny, Quiz Expo, Quizly, um, Auto Straddle. It's just BuzzFeed started it and the rest of the internet followed suit. Oh my. How do we end this other than... uh, What kind of bread do you, would you have described yourself as before we took the quiz?
1: Hmm. If, they, if it would have just said plain white, I probably would have been like... Okay. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been too happy about it. Um, but then again, what am I being not too happy over besides JPEGs on the internet? Which... Is probably the result of a lot of fights that break out on the internet as, you know, as of late. So, um, I don't really know what to interpret. I'm not here to, to do a deep dive on something like this because I don't think that it was really meant to be a deep dive. I think it's <laughs> a matter of taking the quiz, BuzzFeed telling me explicitly what I am, and then you walk away feeling either content or retaking the quiz because there was a button at the bottom to do so in regards to getting the answer that you want but if i can end it with this these quizzes aren't meant to be taken over and over to, to to get what you want you get what you what you are and if people can't accept that on a buzzfeed website then my god have we strayed far away from humanity's ultimate sense of purpose i i don't really know how else to end it so i'll just kind of end it with that So long, good night, and don't take too many internet quizzes.
2: Mars on Life is a podcast co-hosted by Sebastian Shug, Ryan Mancini, Andrew Martinez, and Matt Fernandez. If you like this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite shows, as Mars on Life is available on Anchor, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Audible, Spotify, and Podchaser. Find us on Instagram at MarsOnLifeShow to keep up with the latest news, episodes, and gratuitous updates on the Red Planet. Have a question, comment, or request? Email us at MarsOnLife at gmail.com, and we'll promptly get back to you. This show's artwork, titled Happy Mars, was drawn by Zachary Erbrick. Our show's regular intro and outro music is Space Explorers by the one and only Kevin McLeod. Thank you for listening, and always remember, if you keep going, you'll make it to Mars.